Night. You know, I can't even talk about wizards anymore. Why not? I can't even talk about it. <laughs> why, but why can't you? 201-209-9368. I'm not talking about pop culture anymore. There's too many things going on in this world, Sandy. Are wizards pop culture? Now they are. Oh, because of Harry Potter? Wizards of the world unite. Wizards of the world, unite peacefully. That's what I'm saying, wizard. Don't go to war. Do you ever play Dungeons and Dragons? A couple times. I don't even understand what that is. Wait, this is pop culture. Is this pop culture? Damn nah, it. not really. It's old pop culture. Right. People don't really play Dungeons and Dragons anymore, do they? No, they play World of Warcraft. Stuff like uh, that. I have no idea how it used to work. Was there like, there was cards and dice? Yeah, it's basically a board game. Was the die a tesseract? Uh, what's a tesseract? It's a it's a four dimensional cube. Isn't a four dimensional cube? Yeah, I don't know. What's that? Tesseracts. Mean? It exists it, in time. It's the tesseract. Hey, we have a call already. WFMU, you're on the air. Hey, um, is this the guy that does the interviews on YouTube? Yes. Uh, yes. It is. Oh my god, I love you, dude. You're like awesomeness. Well, thanks. What's your favorite interview? Um, you did the one with the girl when she said that she was part of a cult without realizing it, and she realized that she already said it, so she had to continue talking. That was and the, funny. Yes. And yeah, what what is what was your other what was your second favorite one? Apple guys, that was cool too. Did you hear the one where we talked to the inventor of Apple Jacks? Did he um invent Apple Jacks? He invented no, the inventor of Apple Jacks. No, I, I didn't hear that one, but do you good. guys like play Dungeons and Dragons? That's, I've never played it. Do you play it? I played the video game Arcade Machine. <laughs> oh, right. You remember they used to have those Laserdisc video games? Uh, like, what was that one called? Dragons? What was that one called? Do you know what I'm talking about, Sandy? I do. Yeah. It, and that, the graphics that, that were way Disney, better than other video games, but you only had like four options. Yeah, you there could was, only go up, down, left, or right, reacting to some sort of animated yeah, it, stimulus. It, it was like a choose your own adventure cartoon, mm-hmm. kind of. What right. Year was this? It was, uh, what was it called? It was like a Disney game. Yeah, what was it called? The was Black Cauldron? Lance? No, it was like the Black Cauldron. Dude, I'm I know what you, yeah, what was it called? 201-209-9368. What was that laser disc? Video game. Dragon, called. Dragon Lance. So what's your name, caller? My name is James. Hi, James. Hi, My James. My name is best fan ever. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. Well, thanks, thanks for your call. Thanks, James. Thank you. I figure we better get out of there before he realizes that we're not, I don't know what he's talking about. Right. Hey, we got another call. WFMU, you're on the air. Hey guys, it's Allie. Hey, Allie. You're talking about 
Dragon Quest, right? Yeah, Dragon Quest. That's it, huh? Is that what it was yeah. called? That game was awesome. Wizards of the World Unite. Aren't you too young for Dragon Quest? Well, I've got two older brothers, and, like, the only games I really play are, like, Nintendo and, like, NES and 64. How much, how much does an arcade game cost these days? Two bucks? Uh, it really depends on when it was put out and, uh, like, whether it's, a, it's like, a recreation or, like, a, a re-release or whether it's, like, actually, like, an antique arcade thing. My friend Tommy is actually actually collects arcade consoles. What does he got? got? Like a basement full of just arcade consoles. Does he got? Does he have Gauntlet? Oh, somebody else said it's Dragon's Lair. That sounds more that like it. That does sound better. Dragon's Lair. Because it's also if you it's it's got sort of a double meaning if you're just listening to it. So does your oh, friend? Yeah, what, does your friend you're have? Right, right. Does your friend have Spy Hunter? Spy Hunter was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, 201-209-9368. For some reason, we're talking about arcade games, but <laughs> you know what a tesseract is? Uh, hey, so, Allie, do you believe in a contracting universe or more of a universe that just kind of keeps on expanding forever? Or do you think that the entire mass of the universe will ultimately pull it back in so that it collapses in upon itself? All I know is that if you stare into you this long enough, you this stares back into you. It's good enough for me. Okay, well, uh, I guess, what, what grade are you in at this point? 13th? What? Are you in, what grade are you in at this point? I'm a junior in college. So that's 15th grade? I guess, yeah. Uh, what are you studying in college? Art history. The history of art. Mm hmm. And who are some of the painters who you, who you enjoy the most? Uh, well, of course I love Dolly, but everyone says that, uh, like is, is there a lot of kids in your dorm with, uh, do you live in a dorm? I live in an apartment. Do, do you have a lot of friends with MC, who, what do you have, what do your friends have more posters of? Do, Salvador Dali or MC Escher? Mm, probably Escher. Oh, wow. Escher wins. Huh. Es Escher wins by a nose drawing a nose. Escher's like the quintessential <laughs> college dorm poster. Uh, yeah, d there's a really great Dolly actually at the uh, Met. Which one? Uh, the one of uh, Jesus being crucified on a uh, oh, cross of cubes. Right. Yeah. But not not tesseracts. It's pretty. It's gigantic. Yeah, that is pretty good. Do you know who Max Ernst is? Yeah. Do you like him? Uh, yeah. From what I can remember him, I haven't studied him in like two years. Check out the uh, robing of the bride. Look up that painting. Yeah. Most of you fan of uh, your honest Bosch. Do you like uh, painting, Chris Bosch? Yes, I like painting. Uh, are you? Do you plan to uh, pursue a career as an artist or as an art critic? How do you intend to use your degree? Well, I really want to be a professor, so I'm looking at. Getting a PhD after I get a grad degree and all that junk, but for like field work, I want to do like restoration and uh, like art handling. Oh yeah, because art handlers actually have a union, which is pretty cool. You know what's a uh, a trick? What a lot of art restorers use to get stuff off of paintings. Hmm. Uh, art 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 restorers <laughs> used to get off of paintings. A trick that they use. 
To get... they, they use some sort of like wax paper sometimes. It depends on what kind of painting it is. Usually with oil, they've got like various chemicals. Sometimes, you know, what they use though is just toffee. Hmm? Melted toffee. Coffee? No, toffee. <laughs> what this is? 201-209-9368. Yes, please. With, with, with two lumps. 201-209-9368. How about you, Sandy? Contracting universe for you? Uh, ever expanding. Ever expanding universe, really? I think so. So you think that ours is the only iteration of, of the universe? You know what? I used to think that it would just, uh, expand, 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 then contract, and then continue over and over and over again. Yeah. But I don't know if I believe that anymore. Was some, did something happen to you that shifted your, uh, opinion? Uh, I think it's just learning more about the, uh, what physicists think, and that's, that it's just, uh, going faster and faster, and everything's going further away from each other. And it Isn't does- it a question of how, if, once we can measure how much mass there is in the universe, we'll be able to tell definitely whether the universe will ultimately contract on itself? Won't we be able to find out the answer eventually? Maybe eventually, but right now it doesn't seem like anybody really knows. No, we still don't know. But we're getting better at measuring the mass of the universe. We still can't quite get a figure on that, I don't think. Right. But once we do, we know. But imagine, imagine, what you say? Contracting or expanding? Are those the only two theories? There's also the Gumby theory. Well, I know that there's, there's tons of theories based, like, on what the universe is. But, I mean, what difference does it really make which you oh. believe? Uh, it doesn't, I suppose, well, this is a good segue, actually. It, do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter which you believe, but I suppose, you know, science rests on the concept that it matters, you know, the, the, the pursuit of knowledge is, is worthwhile. So if that's not worthwhile, then I suppose people's opinions don't matter. But are you saying what would be the difference in outcome if w- one or the other, what's the difference to us? Yeah, like how would how would that belief relate to action? Okay, right. Well, uh, what I've been liking is the idea of the contracting universe. Okay, so either you have in in one universe universal model, the universe is moving. At, picture the universe sort of on the surface of of a balloon, and everything is moving away from each other. From everybody's perspective, it appears that everything else is moving away from each other at an increasing rate. Right, Sandy? Right. Uh, and the question is, will that continue to go on forever? Or at some point, will the mass of the universe itself be so great that it will collapse in upon itself? And that what, what, before the Big Bang, basically that the Big Bang was the moment of collapse of the last universe. And that forever, for, forever in either direction, the universe has been expanding and contracting in probably cycles of hundreds of trillions of years, I guess. You see what I'm saying? So what I like, what fascinates me, I suppose, about the contracting universe theory is that this universe that we're trying, that we are trying to perceive now is only one of infinite variations of the uni- this same universe that have been going on in either direction for eternity. Right. Or is this the one and only instance? Was the Big Bang a unique event that has never been duplicated and will never be duplicated again? 
and in that in that aspect, what becomes fascinating is well, what was what was going on before that? But what if this is just one of many universes that exist sure. right now? Right, and, and maybe and then, this one will keep expanding and get everything will the stars will burn out and it'll get cold and dark, and just keep going and going. But there are other universes, mm-hmm. and maybe, and depending on the mass in each universe is the destiny of that universe itself. And maybe every black hole that's in the middle of every billion galaxies out there is dumping into some other universe. I thought the universe was supposed to encompass, like, everything. Like, isn't that what it means? Like, one and all or something? I suppose now there's more... Well, there's different models that you can have. A universe or a multiverse. Yeah. It's funny, you know, it feels like after four years of doing the show, almost five years of doing the show, we finally remembered something. (laughs) (laughs) We've never, we've never even come close to getting it that accurate. But I like the idea, come with me for a moment and let's explore this idea of a contracting universe, okay? So the universe, so let's say- It's a cycle, it's a big cycle. Yeah, it expands and it contracts and it expands and contracts and goes on and on. I suppose actually what I want to talk about with relation to that is the concept of eternity. It's so, the idea, the whole thing about, okay, we're on the planet and the planet is in a galaxy and the galaxy has, what, hundreds of, hundreds of millions of stars, I think? Millions of which probably, uh, at millions of planets, uh, orbiting which probably contain life of different forms and that galaxy is one of only hundreds of billions of, of galaxies. And we're all in this universe, and the universe is expanding. I think it's billions of galaxies and billions of stars in each galaxy. Billions of galaxies. I suppose certain galaxies, Do you, is there a minimum amount of stars you need to have a galaxy? Uh, I mean, they're all really huge. 201-209-9368 is the telephone number if you'd like to... Uh... I don't know if there are any you know, stars that aren't in galaxies. I, I think there would be. Yeah, just floating around. Free floating stars. Because I think stars can be ejected from galaxies. Yeah. Now we're maybe. reaching the edge of, of my of knowledge, knowledge here. <laughs> but I, but let's think, let's think about eternity for a second. So we're on this, so the ga, and the galaxy, the, uh, universe is getting bigger. And then let's say it does collapse. And then the moment it collapse, you know, it collapses into this, uh, I guess it would take a while for it to collapse. And then, it explodes like a supernova again and reforms itself in a hundred different permutations that could even theoretically have completely different laws of physics. Yeah. And different elements and different, it could be a completely, uh, different iteration where it, that isn't based on stars or planets or the same sis, the same systems that we perceive. Uh, so say that's true and it's been going on forever. What are we going to do about that? I mean, and then we're supposed to, how do we, how do we tie our shoes in light of that? I, you just got to keep tying them. How do people do anything? I mean, with the outer space and death and birth and love, why, I suppose we need to be, do we have too much, do humans have too much time on their hands? Is life too long? No, not at all. It's the perfect It's not night. long enough. It's perfect. Not for everybody, I suppose. And we are, we, we are really, uh, fortunate, aren't we? Yeah. I think we, we are. live at a relatively safe and healthy period in history. Yeah. 
we live in a country where, where, uh, well, you know, it, certainly the United States has plenty of problems, but, but, uh, relative to other countries in the world, it's a, it's a, it's a relatively safe and, uh, high quality of life. Yeah. And then we've been fortunate enough to be raised in families, caring families. Yeah. We've received the mediocre educations. We had food. We've never, have you ever been starving? Not really starving. No. I've been really hungry. It makes everything else seem very insignificant, doesn't it? Well, it does. The whole longer lifespan is actually a grave misconception because they factor in infant mortality rates and that's what kept, uh, like, lifespans, the average lifespan down. So that you're saying that people have always been living this long, but because so many children died, I think they probably have a measurement that doesn't take that into consideration. For a lot of modern medicine, but in terms of the past like 200, 300 years, the like life lifespan hasn't really. People aren't really living much older. You still had people living to like 90 and 100 like back then. Are you saying less babies are dying? Yeah, less babies are dying as well. And when uh, was back then? But certainly med- medical advances, the invention of antiseptic, uh, clean water, those advances have certainly added life to, to humans. Yeah, definitely. And so I don't think it's simply, I, I think we are living longer, although we do, I, I don't know, I think medical advances have led us to live longer. Yes, they have. Thanks, Sandy. Well, that brings us to tonight's topic. Butterscotch or caramel? Caramel. Okay, tonight's topic, caramel. Rolos. I used to love Rolos. No, it's not really our topic. Tonight, our topic is actually nothing. That's not to say we don't have a topic. That's to say we're gonna try to, if we can, get our minds, get our minds around nothing. What do you think of when somebody says nothing? I think of give me a pizza with nothing. <laughs> right. What do I think of? Say it again. Nothing. I also think of the never ending story. The nothing. Uh, which I is a I really good, a- good, uh, use of it. Because they, the whole, uh, thing, you know, things start disappearing and there's nothing there where they were. I guess I think of an, a grayish oval shape in my mind. Yeah? Yeah, which is certainly not nothing. And in fact, Sandy, you bring up a, an excellent uh question, and I think we should uh we should get the uh open up the open up the phone lines 201-209-9368. What do you think of when you hear us say nothing? I also think of a huge black expanse of space, kind of like space. I think of a big empty space. You know, when I close my eyes, I used to always think of myself as being isolated in my mind. And I realized recently that my eyes are still looking at the back of my eyelids. Right. Which I suppose has been obvious all along. I mean, you perceive light certainly through your eyelids. Yeah. But I never really thought of the fact that my eyes were still working, waiting to... still seeing the back of my eyelids. Right. You close your eyes. Do this exercise with me. 
uh, night people, Sandy, Allie. Wait, let's take this call real quick. Remember your exercise. WFMU, you're on the air. Yeah, I think of nothing, and then I think of Nicki Minaj. You know why? Why? Because Nicki Minaj was nothing when she was underground, and because her producer put on a DVD and Lil Wayne saw her, she became this rap female person, and then she had beef with Lil' Kim, and now she's singing pop songs and being criticized for doing so, and she's going back to rap, and one day she will go back to being nothing. So she's like a contracting performer. She's like the expanding and contracting universe. Right. So you, you believe in the, in, when it comes to menage, you think of a contracting menage. Um, that is to say she expands and contracts menage. in repeated cycles for eternity. I think, I think her music will last for all eternity until, um. You like Nicki Minaj that much? I was watching her video today with Chris Brown and she started rapping again and all her fans on YouTube were saying she's back. She's not, she's not great like she used to be. And I, I wanted you to interview her if you could ever, you know, have access to her. Well, would you, what, what is your favorite hair color of Nicki Minaj? Would you like Nicki Minaj if, if she didn't dress strangely? I love Nicki Minaj because she is strange. I love the pink, my favorite. I love her. <laughs> Um, because I think she's borderline insane. She has like multiple personalities. And, uh, I think the only reason why she's not in the mental hospital is because she actually expressed herself instead of keeping her feelings and thoughts in. And like, I think you should interview her like six times to get six different interviews. Okay. Well, th- thank you for your call. Thank you. 201-209-9368 is the phone number. We want to know what you think of when you think of nothing. Now, I suppose any answer is acceptable. I think he was using a different version, uh, a different definition of the word nothing, a, an acceptable meaning, which is obscurity. Right. Okay, my exercise. Are you ready, Allie? Yes. Okay, close your eyes and, and accept the fact that you're looking at the back of your eyelids for, for once in your life. You knucklehead. No, it's all right. Wait. It's probably dis- <laughs> distracting. <laughs> you meatball. Okay. Is everybody okay with that? Are you accepting that in your life? I accept it. Okay. Accept. Now, inside your mind, you have a bit of a theater, wouldn't you say? Mm. When you remember things, your eyes are still closed now. When you And, and all of you night people, please feel free, free to participate in this. It, when you look at, when you when you remember things, Allie, Sandy, you see them. You you envision them, right, with your eyes closed. Yeah. Even even with your eyes open, you can sort of do that, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, now stare forward, past the screen of your mind. Stare forward into that emptiness. What do you, we're seeing the back of our eyelids, but there appears to be depth, doesn't there? Yeah, there does. Is there any end to the depth? Is there a limit to the depth for you? Uh, I guess not. Okay. Is one for question one? Is that infinity? No. Okay. Why not? Okay. Next exercise. Now, 
when we're looking forward straight through our eyelids, do we, are we seeing, are we using our eyes or are we using our mind? I think you're using both. You think your eyes are participating at that point? Yeah, because your eyes are seeing something. And depending on the light coming through your eyelids, you know how you can squeeze your eyelids tighter and it changes the color? Like if, yeah. you're, if you're looking at the sun and it can turn like red and blue and green. And you can, okay. You can like really control sort of the color that you're looking at. Now let's, let's try another exercise, okay? Now you're looking forward. Now try looking sort of sideways. How, how much can you expand that peripheral view that you have of, of nothing or of blackness or of whatever shade it is behind your eyelids given the light outside? Can you, can you get it all the way to the sides? Can you see a 180 degree view? Or can you, are you limited to your normal, your normal length of, uh, I feel like you're kind of limited by your normal peripheral vision. But really relax and try not to use your eyes. Try just to use your brain. You see what I I'm saying? I think I'm almost seeing my irises. See if you can expand that. See if you can expand the size of what you see behind your eyelids. I mean, I can see really far, but it stops. What I, I keep trying to do is get to the 360 degrees with my eyes closed. I feel like it's possible. Okay, let's try another exercise. Imagine a single piece of popcorn. And do you see it floating there in the center of the darkness? Or what do you perceive, Sandy? Well, I can, when I picture it, I picture it sitting on a table. You picture it on a table? So I'm picturing the table. Describe the table. Brown, wood wood grain Allie what do you see it's kind of just like sitting there and is it like, in the center of your of your of your focus yeah it's basically the middle it doesn't look like it's resting on anything but it's not moving as if it were floating okay all our eyes are still closed is that right mm-hmm. yes okay now I guess with Buddhism, with meditation, which I don't know too much about, they you try to get it so that you don't think of anything at all, right? So you think of nothing. Give me a pizza with nothing, and what do you? You can't even picture anything. It's like a Zen cone. Yeah. Right. It's like an ice cream cone. Give me a pizza with nothing. With nothing. And we know the answers to these cones. I feel are overrated. We yeah. know the answers to most of them, right? Yeah. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Clearly, the egg. If a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Of course it does. Ask a bird. What's the sound of one hand clapping? What are some other ones? Are there any other good ones? What's a pizza with nothing on it? Worthless. <laughs> what happens if Domino's is thirty minutes late? You get your pizza for free. Not anymore, right? Yeah, no. No way. Your whole life is somewhere inside you. Does it ever happen to you when your eyes are closed that you'll see a really, really crisp image? Like all of a sudden it just sort of materializes? And it's not like your imagination. It's like you're seeing it. Mm. Does that Sometimes, ever happen? well, when, uh, wait, with your eyes closed? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I kind of know what you're Out of the about. blackness, you get this really crisp image, almost mm. like you're actually actually looking at something. Maybe not quite that good. You know what I used to have is when I was falling asleep, but not very conscious, not asleep. Sometimes even when I'd wake, if I could wake up and not open my eyes immediately, uh-huh. I start to perceive the shapes of things in the room, which don't correspond to the things of shapes, the shapes of things that are actually in the room. But I start to get sort of a, a meld, a, like a, a, a picture, which is shapes. Does that make, does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. I get like neon colored Rorschach looking things in like my eyes when I keep my eyes closed. What do you see when your eyes are closed? 201-209-9368. Call us with your eyes closed. I suppose you'll have to dial and then, and then call. Wait, dial and then close your eyes. Now stare deep into there. What is that? Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight. So to achieve nothing, let's try to have a. Let's maybe let's try to empty our minds completely. So what is nothing? I mean, the word itself indicates the absence of an o- objects, no thing. Yeah, the absence of everything. The absence of all things. Yeah. And things, is there anything that's not a thing? Because even if we, even if we get rid of everything, we're still here. Still, if you, if you try to, if you perceive nothing, right, you're still there. Something. Can you? Well, you guys, you guys are familiar with Descartes, right? Sort of. Like meditations or whatever, and like Cartesian doubt. <laughs> I know. Wait, some, you, some oh, wait, I don't know, Renee. You do, are you talking about Renee? <laughs> yeah. Rennie? Yeah. Renee do you know how? Do you know how Renee Descartes likes his eggs? Yeah, like the the stuff you're saying. That like I'm sitting here in my bathrobe, but I don't know that this is my body. I don't know that I even have a body. But, all, all like cogito ergo sum and whatever. Yeah, but but he thinks like, all he can deduce is that he is a thinking thing, and it's right. the only thing he knows for sure. Hey, this is the uh, you know what this is? This is the dorm room episode. Hey, we have a bunch of calls. WFMU, you're on the air. So yeah, you're familiar with the Vulcans when they have the meditation of staring at the flame, so they can clear their minds and think of nothing. Is that what they do? Yeah, the Vulcans would do that when they want to help someone deal with stress. They would have a flame in the middle of the mess, or a room or whatever in their quarters, and they focus on the flame. And eventually, they can get their mind is completely clear. They think of absolutely nothing. Like you're not familiar with that? No, I'm not. Is your dog? Do you have a dog? Exercise. I want to exercise. Can we do exercise? Is that okay? Do you have a dog? I do not have a dog. Why? Well, do you have a dog? My dog. Oh. You want to do an exercise? Yes, please. Oh. Well, I guess like pull up a uh, we're now we're hanging out in the dorm room, right? We've got we've got a uh, beanbag chairs hanging around, MC Escher posters on the wall. Yep. And one popcorn on the wood grain table. And a pop piece of popcorn on the wood grain table. Yes, but this is going to take us away from the whole nothingness. Is that okay? Nothing. Wait, you yeah. have an exercise for us? Yes. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Are you familiar with Stephen Covey or Stephen Covey? 
No. Isn't he? he well, he's the holds the records for RBIs. He's the guy that's very famous for his seven habits of highly effective people. Oh, oh right. So you do know Stephen Covey? I guess. I, know I don't know. I, I know the title of a book he wrote. So this is what you do. You can close your eyes and you room if you want to. But you are going to a funeral, and you're prepared, and you're you're going to the funeral, and of course everyone is there. And in time, you start to realize that person in the coffin is you. So you ask yourself, what do you want them to say for your eulogy? What do you want to have accomplished before this happens? And uh, the focus of this was focused on the habit, which is beginning with the end in mind. So, like, can you guys imagine yourself at the funeral? And if you if you're comfortable saying it, that'd be cool. If you're not, it's okay. Oh, Tell I us, I feel like, like I do this all the time. You do what? this all the time. I know this famous in Buddhism. But uh, I never but heard I... you say it on the air. So, like, no, but I don't think it really life really works that way. But I mean, it's all, you know, all it's doing is saying, what kind of life do I want to lead and how do I want people to think of me when I'm gone? Yeah, but, but the next level for me was my, my children and but, their kids. Right. Like, how do you want your friends to perceive them when they're dead? No, how do you want your children and grandchildren to think of you? Oh, right. But I find no, that no, people no, no, rarely no, no, think of no, you. Think, if you I want somebody you to little, perceive you in a certain way... I wanted, I wanted to know what they wanted their funeral to be like. Oh, okay. you asked. You wanted. To, you asked your kids. You should work on that with Penny, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I find oh. it works best with two, two and three year olds who start at the kindergarten level. Picture yourself never, in a coffin. No toys. <laughs> it's nap time, and you're not getting up. That's no exactly more dessert. What you should not do. I thought, I thought you knew not to do that. Oh, thanks for your call. Thank you. You have a bunch more calls. WFMU, you're on the air. Guys. Welcome to the dorm room, man. Nothing is incorporeal. What do you remember before you were born? Nothing. There you go. And you know what else is a nice turn of phrase is, is uh, nothing lasts forever, right? That is good. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Nothing is sacred. You know what we need is an RA. Maybe an RA will come in and bust us at the end of the show. <laughs> the smoke coming out from the bottom of the door. Did you ever get busted by an RA? I don't know. I did. I wasn't a big fan of uh, college. I had to pay a fine. You did. Yeah. What do they put? What do they expect kids to do for for, for getting stoned? Uh, I was in a girl. There was like a uh, curfew, and I was in a girl's room after whatever that. What hour. are they thinking? You're. They should. If they're gonna do that, they shouldn't charge tuition. Let's take a call. WFMU, you're on the air. <laughs> what the? Hello. You're on the air. Skippy. Hello. Skippy. Hey, ahead. Skippy. Talk now. Skippy. You. Hello. Is this Skippy? I'm hanging up on you. WFMU, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Skippy. Hey. Hey. How you Welcome doing? to the dorm room, man. Pull up a beanbag. What about beanbags? Sit Pull on up one. A uh, life lesson about a beanbag? Okay, shoot. 
All right. Well, one time I sat on a beanbag and uh, it it came with an imprint of my my butt, right? But it came with it. Somehow it had my perfect butt cheek mold before I ever purchased this beanbag. Uh, so it's cosmic. It's beautiful. It was cosmic. What uh what uh what and why are you calling? I'm calling because I wanted to tell you what I see when my eyes are closed. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well. Sometimes when my eyes are closed, I feel the constraints of the government pulling me in, keeping me attached to the grid. You feel stressed out by the government's influence on your life. Yes, but that's only before I go to bed. Right. Yeah, I suppose that's a whole genre of what you see when your eyes are closed. Do you yeah. live in a city? Uh, no, I live in New Jersey. Uh, you live in a suburb or in the country? Uh, in the suburbs. In the suburb. I wonder whether, I wonder if you were to survey people who lived in different, maybe we could do this for a show, survey people who live in different styles, uh, suburbs, cities, country, uh, or completely rural, whether, how they would feel, uh, with regards to stress about the government. Cause when I lived in a city, I sometimes felt like I was living in a police state, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, since I've been out here, I don't, I don't ever, you could do pretty much whatever you want. Pretty much. Have you been in New Orleans? Yeah, actually, I was arrested in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a tourist who went too far. I didn't go that far. I was I was arrested but not convicted. That's great. Did you go to OPP? I'm down with OPP. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your call. Thank you, New Jersey Fun Squad. Oh man. WFMU, you're on the air. Skippy. No, no one's there right now. Just Allie. Oh, just me. Little old me. Our little Tesseract. <laughs> uh, 201-209-9368. Tonight the topic is caramel. Allie, are you still, um, what's your religious affiliation these days? Uh, I don't really have an affiliation. Is that what you ask people, like, first question on a date? Well, I know that she was, uh, you know, uh, what's her called? Satan, Satanist. At some oh, point. you were a Satanist? Is that what you were? Yeah. Oh. Not anymore? <laughs> I mean, I still kind of am, like, in, like, philosophically, but, I don't know. Are oh, you, so sweet. To, like, name it. Are you a witch? No. Oh, we have oh. more calls. Skip here on the air. Hey, Skip. what was that about Satanists? Oh, oh we got one on the phone. She's our little, de- she's our little devil worshipper. Oh, dude, that's uh, that's kind of not. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you like what kind of Satanist? Like pagan Satanism or? Oh, like Mosaic Satanism. Like it's really just humanist philosophy with like fake magic just for shits and giggles. She's not. She's she's not evil. It's not evil Satanism, right? No. You're not sacrificing animals or anything. No. Kidnapping. She just but... drink. She just drinks blood. Oh, you... yeah, but I can understand that. I mean, if you're doing it with energy and you know, and it's a willing, uh, and as long as you sacrifice it, the action to uh, what you're planning on. You came around really quickly to to the idea of <laughs> saying she is adorable. I, you know, yeah, with that, with that, like, uh, I, I, I guess the voice got me, uh, got me on board with the whole Satanism thing. 
Thanks yeah. for your call. I, I need better, stronger convictions, I guess. Ah, who cares? Convictions are overrated. Bye, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy can't even make up his mind about convictions. <laughs> Allie, you drink blood, right? Like You would drink blood. No. You've if drank blood get, before. You would. Not that I'm not talking about a whole goblet full. Just a couple drops. I'm not talking about a chalice full. No, but you drink like a shot of blood, a clean blood. If I could guarantee you, it was clean, virus free. I would want to see like I would want to see like the documentation that it was tested. If I said it was like I don't know, do you have a celebrity crush? Um, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins, <laughs> one ounce of Henry Rollins' blood. That's probably the filthiest blood. I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't drink Henry Rollins' blood. No way. Why not? He doesn't do drugs or drink. Well, he drinks. He doesn't do drugs. Not what any- about like Matthew Broderick? <laughs> Are you serious? Bla- bless you. Well, he's the, uh, isn't he really popular with teenagers these days? <laughs> <laughs> not really. I don't know. 201-209-9368 is the phone number. We're talking about nothing. Nothing. So nothing. So you are a person. You perceive of nothing. Okay, let's just forget about the fact that you're still a person. Let's say you can achieve sort of thinking of nothing. Can nothing exist outside of a thought? Because in the beginning, if we're talking about the Big Bang, there was still a, a small, infinitely dense... P- sort of point wasn't there that's the that's what they say yeah there was still something infinitely small and infinitely dense yeah you know what always uh excites me well maybe excite is an overstatement <laughs> what uh how the moment when you wake up that your senses switch on oh right yeah and how sometimes they lag just that little bit you ever get yeah, that where the totally. you, your you eyes open like but your 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 hear. ears don't quite work yeah. yet? Uh-huh. Totally. That's so strange. Allie, did you hang up? We lost Allie. Well, oh, we, we have more so, phone calls. So cute. WFMU, you're on the air. We were born from nothing. As we dwell in nothing, we will seek nothing and find nothing. That's I it sounds like it's from a movie. Movies are life. Life may be one. This is like a Yoda talk. Hey, Yoda, you want some waffles? I dine on waffles only in the afternoons of mornings. I don't know. Okay, next. <laughs> I feel like we could have asked him a few more questions. I never liked the sort of only on the only on Thursdays kind of response. Right. Or I hate it's sort of like the I hate it when that happens kind of response. Mm. I, 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 I sort of call that Chandler humor. Right. Yes. Yeah, for being the funny one on that show, he was probably the least funny. He was the funny one? I think so. I think he was supposed to be like the clowny kind of one. Huh. There was the two dopey ones. The blonde yeah. and Joey and the uh, Phoebe. And then, so. and then he was like the clowny one. Right. And then Ross and Rachel were sort of like the more normal, the, the most normal ones. And then, well, talking about Courtney Cox was the kind of frenetic, crazy one. 
Yeah, we're well, good. WFMU, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Good, good. What are you guys talking about? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly nothing. But in order to talk about nothing, you need to have something to talk about, which is why it's actually nothing. But before there was anything, there had to be something in order for it to be nothing. You got it? Kind of, okay. yeah. And we go back to nothing because we come from nothing. But this is something. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Skippy, Hello? is that you? You went through a tunnel? I think that's All right, Skippy. I'll call you back. All right, love you. WFMU, you're on the air. Hello, are you guys still talking about nothing? You know we are. Oh, uh, well, like, I think nothing is something really hard to understand, you know? It Especially is. talking about the universe before. I mean, you think about it, like, what's outside of the universe? Like, the cake. Outside of it, right? Maybe nothing. Exactly. No, there's and something. Like, but, like, even if you think about just being nothing there, you're thinking about something. It's like an infinite loop. Yeah, that's the, that's the sort of thing. And, you know, uh, Seinfeld prided itself, as long as we're talking about the Thursday night lineup. Yeah. Seinfeld pr- prided itself on, uh. Being a show the, about nothing. Right, but really what they meant by nothing is, uh, insignificance. Right. Real, yeah. The show was about insignificant things. Right. But what I'd like to see is a real, a show really about absolute, really about nothing. Exactly. That's what, what we're doing. What's that was it like, what, what's like the first thing that pops in your head? Like no. About nothing. Yeah. That'd be pretty, like, experimental, yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. This is about... About nothing. That's a good point. Close your eyes. Nothing. 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 See, in Seinfeld, there was no... You couldn't say, it's a show about, you know, a dad who has a bunch of kids and then marries a lady who has a bunch of kids and then they all live in a house together. It was about insignificant. It was about problems. just like friends and the, the stuff that happens to them. Right. Because nothing has a lot of meanings. It means obscurity, insignificance. Really close to nothing often means passes for nothing. How much is, what's in the, what's in your, your cup? Nothing. Yeah, but there's probably a bunch of dust or maybe the remnants of what you drank. We right. use nothing in a trifling way. WFMU, you're on the air. Hi, I heard you guys talking about nothing. Yes, we are. So, uh, do you hear about that new book about nothing? <laughs> who's this kid? Who's this upstart? Skippy? What? Is this Skippy? Yep. Hey, Skippy. What's up? No, tell me about the book about nothing. Well, the first chapter, nothing. The second chapter... You smell like nothing. <laughs> hey. Until then, nothing. How old are you, kid? Oh, I want to keep going. Hey, call back every week. <laughs> He's baby. That that was. That That's was our new kid, Joey. Right? Was a little kid. He's going to Mars. That kid. That kid is going to Mars. Forget Joey. What's that guy doing? 
WFMU, you're on the air. Hey, man, you know, I really hate it when the sun just kind of glares in your eyes when you're driving. That bothers you. You know, it really bothers me because I'm doing it right now and I just can't see where I'm going. But don't forget that if it weren't for that star, none of this would exist. Nothing. Well, maybe not nothing. No, our planet and and life on our planet. You know, it's a gorgeous star, though, but 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 it's a little unsettling sometimes. But it's really, I mean, but we, you know, live by the sun, die by the sun, and and if it glares in your eyes, it's hardly. How can we blame the sun? I can't. I can't. uh, You know, what are we gonna do? That's the kind of insignificance. You know, we gotta chase the sun like uh, that that One Direction band, I think. I respect that you are that you're being honest and that you're stating stating your opinions. I appreciate that even that you called in to to share that with us. But may I may I suggest that you you uh don't worry about that and think about how incredible it is that we're on a planet that is orbiting a a star and that you are in a vehicle that takes you uh far away uh wherever you want to go. You don't even have to do anything. You know, you really helped my, my, my unsettling, depressed drive here. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Drive carefully. Yeah. People and are God so, bless uh, America, are... and God bless the sun, and God bless both of you. Love well, you. thanks. Thank you. Love you. People are easily persuaded, our listeners are easily persuaded <laughs> today. <laughs> they just flip-flop so quickly. They're like uh, carries. They're like, Satanist, man, that's not cool. And they're like, all right, all right, yeah, I see. I see what's going on. I drink some blood. 201-209-9368. Here we are. The caramel hour. The cinnamon bear hour. Cinnamon bears or gummy bears? Gummy bears. I wonder whose idea it was to divide the nerds into two different flavors in the same pack. Oh, man, I could go for some right now. Those things are good. 201-209-9368. It becomes, it, it becomes more special that way. You know, it's a, it's a novelty. Well, it's sort of a psychological trick. It's like you're getting more for your money. Right, two different flavors, variety. Right, why would I get that when I could only... Because only really chocolate will come in just the one repetitive right. taste. But no, there's that other, that one chocolate that has those four different chambers and each one is a different, you know, one oh. is strawberry and one is vanilla. And, you know what I mean? I don't know what I that is. What it's called. Oh, we have a million calls. <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> WFMU, we're on the air. Hey, you I want to talk to you for a second about the concept of nothing. Okay. I mean, like, because it relates to what you were saying before about how when you close your eyes, the eyes are still working and you're looking at the inside of your eyelids. So... In relation to that, our brain just cannot process nothing, but nothing is of substance. So there's really nothing that is nothing in our definition of the word. There's no nothing. Nothing is a thing. Yes. So thereby, you know, anytime you're talking about nothing, you're still saying something. Like if no one's here, you're still there. But the nothing I'm talking about is when nothing isn't even there. So nothing is only the abstract idea of what everything is. There has to be an opposite. But there is no opposite. It is what it is. I don't know about opposites. What's the opposite of a cat? A dog or an inside-out cat? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if an inside-out cat is the opposite. There is no opposite to a dog, uh, cat. Like, opposites are these abstract ideas that don't exist. But does nothing exist? Nothing exists 
as an idea, but even as an idea, it's something. It's a so concept, it's like a tesseract. It's it's, it's, a, it's a paradoxical word. You can't really grasp it. Thanks for your call. Thank you. WFMU, you're on the air. <laughs> yes, hi. <laughs> I was just, uh, I was, yeah, you guys are commenting on nothing. Yes. yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, this gentleman speaking on, on the air right now is reiterating what I was thinking. There's, there's no such thing as nothing. There's always something. Okay, thanks for your call. Who came up with the concept? Who came up with the concept of nothing? We did. Oh, you guys did? No, humans. Oh, okay, but, alright. Right? There's no such thing as nothing. But then why did we come up with it? Well, in yeah. a way, there is no such thing <laughs> as nothing. nothing. <laughs> okay. But that's pretty much what the last guy was saying. Right. Okay. Next. That's it for right now. Next. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get one of those big phone canes. And what's that exactly? Like the vaudeville. vaudeville. Was that here we talked about the pronunciation of vaudeville as vaudeville? Uh, maybe at some point. Vaudeville, right? That's how you pronounce it, I think. Vaudeville. Vaudeville. Do you think they really had those big oversized canes and they yank people off the stage with them? Probably. Yeah, we should get one of those for the phone. Yeah. Okay, more calls. WFMU, you're on the air. Yeah, 99% of everything is nothing because that's space between atoms. Oh, that's true. There is space between atoms. Yeah, matter consists of primarily nothing. Yes. So most of what exists is nothing. Exactly. Finally, we got a uh, we got a regular Sagan here. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good and, there. Fifty uh, percent of what you see is nothing because your eyes only work half the time. The rest is your brain filling it in. So what you see is only half of what you get. Exactly. Well, thanks for your call. Thank you. And thus the donut hole. WFMU, you're on the air. It's very loud. Hello? Hang Hello? up. Hey, you're on the air. I'm hanging up with you. WFMU, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I think I have something that applies to what you're talking about. Um, I don't know if you already brought it up. Um, when they mention if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Right. Yes. So, um, you know, they're implying that all all uh, existence is in, in your consciousness, and so uh, I don't know. Like that, if it's, if it's not observed, if it's not being observed, then it doesn't exist. But it does make a sound. It does make a sound because of <laughs> the laws of physics. It does, yeah. It just does. It's just it causes no vibrations in the air. Yeah, but there's no one there to hear it. This is a cone that was invented before audio recording equipment. Probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks for your call. Thanks. You got it. You got it. I'm going to do that. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you got it. You betcha. We're running out of time. You bet. What did we learn? Nothing. We learned nothing about nothing? We learned something <laughs> about nothing. Um, I like the whole matter consists primarily of nothing. We're really living in a universe that's primarily nothing. I learned that a pizza... With nothing isn't just mozzarella cheese. What'd you order on your pizza? Usually. What would you get just right now? I'd probably get a plain. 
You get it with nothing? Yeah. Sure. Hey, we have one more call. Let's take it. Uh, Clearly nothing. WFMU, you're on the air. That was me. I'm All calling. Right. The whole universe is nothing. I want to tell you about my dinner last night, if that's okay. Running out of time. If you could do it in under five seconds. I hung up on him. Okay, I'm good. Sorry. That should teach him a lesson. Well, I think I learned that that I, I like that kid. <laughs> Who's that kid? Yeah, I know. We need more Chapter of Chapter two, you smell like nothing. Yeah. The you book smell of nothing. Like nothing. He's a hit. Yeah, he's great. Give that kid his own show. Come back, little boy. <laughs> We've got pizza. <laughs> well, Sandy, it's been fun. It has been fun. I'll see you next week. See you next week. WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope Worldwide on the internet at WFMU.org. Night People's on Thursdays from 7 to 8. I'm Dave. I'm Sandy. So long and so what? <laughs>